Shiloh and uh, all of you that are listening in from wherever you may be. My name is Ed Hires. I'm one of the pastors here at Shiloh Community Church. And last week, if you didn't get to hear it, Nate Wheeler gave an awesome You Are message. It was called You Are a Child of God. So we are continuing the You Are series today. And uh, we're going to be discussing something that actually comes before you are a child of God. And it's this amazing and somewhat shocking truth that you are chosen. All right? So let's start right out looking at this word chosen, and let's define it. So here's what Webster's Dictionary says about the word chosen. One who is the object of choice or of divine favor. One selected or marked for favor or special privilege. Now, more on this in just a few minutes, but before we get into the heart of the message, I'd like to let you take an up-close and personal look at my early life. Okay, now, have you ever watched a professional sports game on TV? Okay, well, here's, they have disclaimers or, or warnings. So this is the warning I'm about to give you for what you're about to see. Any other use of the pictures or descriptions you're about to see without the express consent of Edward C. Hires is strictly prohibited. I didn't put this on there. And will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. All right. Now that we know that, we can move forward. So this is a picture of me as a child. Now, I was known as Little Eddie. And uh, don't ever, ever call me Eddie. Okay, no one can call me Eddie except my family and those that are, uh, are from my childhood that knew me and remember the prohibition that you just read. Okay, now look, you have to admit, I'm pretty good looking, right? Well, at least that's what my mother would always tell me, that I was pretty good looking. And many of you are probably thinking that, Ed, if you look like that as a child, you must have been chosen for many, many things. But surprisingly, that was not the case. In fact, for the next decade plus, I would be chosen for almost nothing. In fact, I consider myself a member of the fewly, or the chosen few, no, the few times chosen. That's the group I was in, few times chosen. So, by the way, side note, if you're on Facebook right now, could you, in the comments section, tell us something you were chosen for? Doesn't have to be anything significant, just something over the course of your life that you were chosen to do or to be or by, just something you were chosen for. Let us know what that might have been. Now, fast forward to my late teens and early 20s, and now I would be chosen by three different people, and it would change the course of my life completely, okay? And these were all miraculous Seriously, they were all miraculous, and I'm going to prove that to you today, all right? So, the first miracle that, was, that occurred centers around this young lady, and her name was Barbara Plank, and this is her high school yearbook picture, and this is my high school yearbook picture. All right, that's not good, is it? All right, so you definitely know she is out of my league just by looking at these two pictures. There's no way... Barb is one of the cutest girls in all of our high school. And, and you would never think, looking at that picture, that I would have any chance. Well, okay, 
let me make this even worse for, you, for me, all right? When I met Barb, she had, three, she had three different boyfriends before I came on the scene. In fact, she had most of them at the same time, uh, which is interesting. But uh, so here, I want to give you an idea of what I was up against. So on the left is Surfer Boy. His name was Phil, Surfer Boy. Now, you can tell, Phil's pretty cool, huh? Looking, looking good. And uh, the good news is Phil was five foot eight, about 135 pounds. I was six foot six, about 185 pounds. So he didn't really bother me. And I called him Surfer Boy, which he didn't like. Um, and then in the middle there is, is uh, Gary. And Gary was the captain of the baseball team. Very good looking, as you can tell there. Uh, good news for me was that Gary was one of the first kids to wear contacts full time. So he blinked consistently. So I called him Blinky. And, uh, and then over on the right is Denny. Denny was uh, seven years older than Barb at that time. And uh, he, was a, he was in business. He was a banker. And um, so let me go back and show you my picture again. Okay, see, I'm, it's not looking good for me, is it? Well, let me tell you, if I was nothing else, I was persistent. And when I wanted something, I worked hard to get it. It took me almost two years but I successfully sabotaged those other three. And to prove that I was victorious, here's another picture that I will show you. Look at that. To the victor belongs the spoils. So that, I had a haircut that day, by the way. You could get that. So uh, that, is, uh, that was great. That was my first example of being chosen. It was great. My next miracle of being chosen was by this man. And his name was Jack Hartman. I was 22 years old. I was moving to New Hampshire from New Jersey. I knew two people in the whole state of New Hampshire. And, and Jack hired me as an insurance salesman for his uh, agency. Now understand, back in those days, the only way you became an insurance agent, for the most part, was if you had a lot of family and friends living within very close proximity to where you lived. I knew no one. In fact, the two people I did know made it very clear to me that I should never, ever call them and talk about insurance. So uh, those two were gone. Um, Jack would soon become my business mentor, my spiritual mentor, and the person most responsible for me becoming a Christian. Jack changed my life in ways I could never imagine, just like Barb changed my life in ways I could never imagine. But Here's, the, here's the, the number three, the piece de resistance. On September 6, 1975, I would be chosen. In fact, a, a word that Nate used last week in defining being a child of God, I was adopted, which takes, you know, significant choice, right? I was adopted into this amazing family. It was a family where my father now was the God of all creation, whose only begotten son had died so I could be a member of that family. So let's look at Psalm 65, 2 to 8. So follow along with me. We all arrive at your doorstep sooner or later, loaded with guilt, our sins too much for us. But you get rid of them once and for all. Blessed are the chosen. Blessed our guests at home in your place. We expect our fill of good things in your house, your heavenly mansion. All your salvation wonders are on display in your trophy room. Earth tamer, ocean pourer, mountain maker, hill dresser, muzzler 
of sea storm, wave crash, of mobs and noisy riot, far and wide, they'll come to a stop. They'll stare in awe and in wonder. Dawn and dusk take turns calling come and worship. I love those, those verses. So some key things I'd like to point out about these verses. First of all, Christ's death and resurrection rid us of all of our sins once and for all. See, that means that any sin that you or I had committed before we knew Christ, all taken care of. But, but even more importantly, every sin we would go on to commit as we look to that sacrifice of the cross, as we would confess our sins, we have a guarantee of forgiveness. It doesn't matter what kind of mood God the Father's in that day. It doesn't matter whether it's the ninth time we've done that. It doesn't, what matters is that we look to him. We look to Jesus Christ as our Savior, and we confess those sins, and God says he will absolutely guarantee forgiveness for us. See, that, that term blessed, are the chosen. Let's go back to our earlier definition. And here's what we said. Blessed are those who have privilege of being the object of his choice. The one he shows divine favor to. See, that was me in September of 1975. And it's my hope that you have a time in your life that you can look at and say, that was my time when God gave me that that great divine favor. It also says all your salvation wonders are on display in your trophy room. I love that. See, I am one of God's trophies, and and you are too. You see, if you've believed in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he's so proud of you and I that he puts us on display. It reminds him of how much he loves us, how much he wishes to be near us. It's, it's an amazing, amazing fact. Amazing. Matthew twenty two fourteen says this, many are called, but few are chosen. You know, I, I don't understand this scripture. I don't, I don't know exactly. I, I know the word says that God would, that none would perish. But however this works out, the word is very clear that many are called, many, many, but few, few find their way into this family. And they find it in by being chosen, right? In the midst of this pandemic that you and I are going through, there's some great losses going on all around us. They're significant, very significant for for some who have lost loved ones, been laid off, been fired, uh, businesses that that are struggling, sickness in homes and families. But understand this, with all that, You and I, we're still chosen. Nothing changes that. Nothing can change that. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, and that love is what chose you and me to be in this family of God. John 15, 16 says this, You did not choose me, but I chose you. You know, one of the things that God showed me uh, years ago was that Jesus didn't go to the cross so that I could get to God the Father. Jesus went to the cross so that God the Father had access to me. Now, I want to tell you something. If you will take some time, even this week, to meditate on that statement, it will change in many ways 
the way you view this relationship with your Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. When you realize all of this was done so he could have access to you, it changes things. John 6, 37 and 65, uh, those two scriptures say this. It was Jesus speaking, obviously. Every person the Father gives me eventually comes running to me. And once that person is with me, I hold on and don't let go. I love that scripture. This is why I told you earlier that no one is capable of coming to me on his own. You get to me only as a gift from the Father. Awesome. You know, we look and we see how Jesus chose the 12 apostles. I want you to know that they were not the cream of the crop back in those days. They were not any, for the most part, people that any rabbi would normally have chosen. And you know what? I feel I would have fit very well in that group back in those days. See, none of us are chosen before, because we are better than anyone else. No one. We're chosen because of God's grace and mercy and for reasons that none of us can understand. You know, in, in my life, this is an example I could use. It's not a good example, but it's an example. And it's like me being chosen for the NBA. You know, when I was, let's say, when I was 22 getting out of college, I played basketball. I was horrible. I would, you know, I, I, I could never play the NBA. But here I am. I get chosen by the MP, NBA. And guess what? I go out on the court and suddenly I'm immediately able to compete at that level. I mean, it's, it would be unheard of. But let me tell you something. This is what it means to be chosen by God. You get chosen by God. And all of a sudden you're a joint heir with his only begotten son. The word says that you are righteous immediately when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. You go from being a sinner, a mess, certainly in my life, a total mess, to having the ability to go literally up to the throne room of God and walk right in because that's what Jesus' blood and death on the cross did for you and I. It gave us his righteousness immediately when we looked to him as our Lord and Savior. You know, of all the the people that Jesus could have spent time with, why would he choose the woman at the well? Divorced several times, now living with somebody she's not married to? But he chose her to reveal himself. If he was going to have dinner with someone, why would he choose Zacchaeus? He was a tax collector, one of the lowest of lows in in the Jewish community. Not only that, he was crooked, which almost all tax collectors were. And not only when he went to have dinner with him, did he have dinner with Zacchaeus, there was all kinds of other tax collectors there, and they probably were all crooked. Zacchaeus turned to Jesus and said, look, I'm going to do all these things to make, good, make it right, all that I did wrong. And Jesus said, today, salvation has come to this house. Jesus chooses some very interesting people, and I was one of those interesting people, and maybe you were too. You see, he chooses those that he knows know they are lost, not those who think they're not lost and don't need him. He chooses those who know they need a savior, not those who think they don't. How privileged, how privileged are you and I that God chose us? You see, Jesus prophesied it. The Holy Spirit drew us to God our Father and And that choice comes with a story. See, I have a story. It's my testimony. 
of how I went from where I was to being chosen by the God of all the universe. And God uses that story. Here's the, here's the, the exciting thing. And this has happened in my life. I hope it's happened in yours. That I've been a part of this choosing that God does. I have been used to go and tell my story. Not, not beat people over the head with all kinds of scriptures about what it means to be saved. But I've told my story of how Jesus chose me, an unlikely candidate. And that story has been part of someone else's coming to understand that Jesus is choosing them. That God our Father is choosing them. It is an indescribable feeling. And all you have to do, by the way, to participate is tell your story. And every Christian, every Christian has a story. So as we close today, I'd like to ask two things. The first thing I'm going to ask of almost everyone listening to this, uh, to this recording or this uh, broadcast. And then I'm going to ask something of a very few people that are listening. If you are listening and you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you take a time this week where you can shut off the TVs and shut off the music and get in a place where you don't have a lot of interruptions and just really think about the fact, oh my, I was chosen. I was chosen out of thousands and hundreds of thousands. I was chosen to know you, Jesus. You can't come to him unless the Spirit draws you. It's something worth pondering this week. As we go through everything we're going through right now, you need to remember, you are chosen. We can't explain why everything is happening that's happening. But I do know this. I'm no less chosen today than I was in February. And I'll be no less chosen in August, no matter what happens, than I am today. So I want to encourage you, don't just say, oh, that was good, if you think this was good. But, but take some time and really reflect on that sometime this week. I've been reflecting on it, obviously, as they put this message together. But there are a few of you listening here that you would have to say, I don't think I'm chosen. I, I, I don't ever, I've never taken and, and formally expressed my acknowledgement that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Well, well, I have a, a word from God for you. How about that? That's pretty good. That today Jesus is choosing you. If you're listening to this and you're feeling like, you know, there's something that you've said it. There's something about what you're saying. I know I need this. I've got stuff, man. I've got stuff. Well, God would say, today's your day. I'm choosing you. I'm choosing you. So I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you just will listen to this prayer and agree with this prayer, I'll just chat very briefly when we're done. So listen now. If you're that one that says, I think this is my day and I'm being chosen today. So Father, I come to you right now. And Lord, this is you praying, by the way, you're listening and agreeing. Lord, I know I need you. I recognize that you died, that you rose again from the dead. And you did that so that I could be set free so that I could have my sins forgiven. Jesus, I have stuff. I want to give that to you, and, and, and I know you can handle that, and you can help me. Jesus, I know it's a privilege to be chosen, and, and, and I think, 
And I believe you're choosing me today, and, and I, want to, I want to accept that choice. So Jesus, just be real to me. Just, just be real in my life. I choose you because you chose me. And I ask this, I pray, I ask this knowing you hear me. Knowing you hear me, Father. I ask this in Jesus' name. Now, if you agreed with that prayer, if, if you sense that, you know, Ed, something happened to, to me today, I, I feel like I am chosen. Would you, if you're with someone that, that knows the Lord or is a Christian, can you tell them right now? The Bible says this, Romans, it says, with the heart man believes and with the mouth we say that we are and that's how we're saved. So it's not just enough to say, I feel chosen. You have, to, you have to share that now. Share that with someone that you were chosen today. And if nobody's with you, then call up a Christian if you know one. And if you don't know one, then ed at shilohcommunity.church. That's my email, ed at shilohcommunity.church. Please send me an email. I'll agree with you. I'll know about it. I'll rejoice with you. And I pray today that those of you that were chosen will speak out and let somebody know that. So let's pray. Father, Oh, Lord, we are chosen. Who knows why? You know why. But, Lord, you chose us. You chose us long before we chose you. So, Father, thank you for that. Jesus, thank you for your obedience. Holy Spirit, thank you for your willingness to be here living inside of us. So this week, Father, as we go through more of all the strange things happening in this world, that you would remind us, No matter what, we are chosen. We thank you for this, Jesus. In your precious holy name we pray. Amen. I pray you have a a wonderful day and week to come. Uh, Happy Memorial Day. Thank you all those that have, have given of their life, of their time. All you that are currently serving today, protecting us and giving us the freedom that we so enjoy. Thank you. Uh, God bless.